episode 163 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Jovial Janelle. Oh, have you been planning that like all week? No, I just thought of it on the spot. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's hard to find some J-A-G's. Well, I am excited to record an episode with you tonight, Jovial Janelle. I'm excited to record an episode with you, Phil. You are rather jovial tonight, aren't you? I try. (laughs) Sometimes is it harder than others? It's hard the last couple weeks of school. Yes, it is. Yeah, especially like remote year at the end of school year is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Although this is the one time of year you actually have experience doing it since you had to finish off last year like this, too. That's true, but last year we didn't have to meet every day. Right. We had to plan work for them to do like a full day. Yeah. But we didn't have to be on, so it's different. I'm really filling up the days. You're doing a great job. Thank you. We took a virtual field trip to the Magic Kingdom today. I heard all about this, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yes, we rode um, the Snow White... What's it called? Snow White's Mind Train. Yeah, I think it's Seven Dwarves Mind Train. Yes, yes. And um, so that entailed watching a YouTube video. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't have to wait in line, though, so it wasn't like an authentic experience. It was. I wore my orange bird dress. And I had, like, the background that we were at the Magic Kingdom, and um, all the kids wore their, like, Mickey ears or all their Disney stuff. (laughs) That's great. Um, One girl brought her Elsa doll. (laughs) So, we had a blast. I think it's funny that, like, you and Luke have, like, a shared glass wall between you, and so he can kind of hear what you're doing, and you can kind of hear what he's doing. So Uh he gets, like... The added benefit of sort of being in your class for half the year, too. Yeah. He does. He uh, he one time had this kid recommend a burrito place. And I'm all, Luke! Luke! What's that burrito place, the girl said. <laughs> it's like, Mom, He's you're like, embarrassing me. What you call me over for to find out about a burrito? I'm like, yes, important. That's, that's the value of a good burrito. <laughs> Well, we know the value of good news as well, and because of that, we're going to jump straight into it. All right, so if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our podcasts, and share. If you like our podcast, share it with your friends. You're the best recommender. Okay, and in fact, I have a challenge for you this week. I have a challenge. A challenge? If, if you can do this challenge, we have a prize. A small prize. We'll send an envelope of stickers to you. If you don't already have Mandarin Orange Show stickers and Pop Vox and other ones that I have around, I will we'll send one out to you. But here's the challenge. When we post this episode, I always make a Facebook post that, on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is click the little arrow at the bottom right that says share. Mm-hmm. Share it to your timeline and say, hey, you know, here's a fun podcast I like to listen to. You should check it out and, like, share it on your timeline. Boom. And if you do that, send us a message, Mandarian Orange Show on Facebook, 
and tell us your address and we will mail you an envelope full of stickers. Full of stickers. You never know what kind of bonus other ones, but including a Mandarin yes. Orange Show sticker or two. That is great. All right, so do that challenge. And also while you're at it, join our Facebook group. And of course, if you would like to write to us, you can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can use the message thing on Facebook, or you can send us a message on Instagram, too. We'll, we like those, Where too. Where if? Well, it's another week, and another Potvox Presents. In fact, we've got a different Potvox Presents every week for, like, the next, I don't know how many weeks. Quite a few. Busy. It's great. But it's, like, such an easy busy, like, compared to doing live shows. Not that I don't love them. And I do miss that very much, but, like, we're doing a lot of fun shows with a very minimum amount of time commitment. Well, who's this week? Well, so we just did uh, MAP, the band MAP, and um, it's funny because it, Josh Dooley is the guy who's in MAP, and he we talked with him, and he did a couple songs, and he did talk about how the name MAP is, like, a terrible name for, like, <laughs> modern times. Because if you just search for MAP on Google, <laughs> his band is not what will come up, like, ever, you know. Absolutely. So he has some tips on how to find them. You can uh, watch that video. Um, it's on the PopVox Music Facebook page. And then coming up this week is Miss Angie. And we're really excited for Miss Angie. Um, she is, she was been doing music since, like, for the years. mid to late 90s. We listened to her CDs in college. She's still been putting out great music. She just did a new EP, and she's gonna come and on the show. And Yay! It's be great. Um, so you gotta check that out as well. Speaking of live streams, this is like a couple weeks old, but I just want to do a reminder that the video of our live stream we did with Ben is up on YouTube for your viewing and our Facebook page. Pleasure. So Mandarin Orange Show live stream, and we will be doing another one. In a couple weeks. Yes, we will. So keep an eye out for that. Speaking of things that happen on a weekly basis, pretty much around here, <laughs> we had another queen for a day, yet again. Was Poor this your, daddy. Was this your June one, or is this the end of May? It's the end of May. I kept getting pushed till the end of the month. Because the kids had theirs. Kids had theirs. There were a lot of Potvox Presents. So. Yeah, and you don't want to share your day. I don't want to share my day. So you did it on a on the Sunday because of we a had three a three-day three day weekend. weekend. Right. So. Tell us briefly about your queen for a day. Well, I don't know. This one was pretty low-key. I feel yeah, like I did We watched it. a lot of movies. We basically watched what we Marvel did. movies because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, you did. So. And we watched a lot. And we're in like the end of the Marvel movies, so they're much longer at this point. So yeah. A lot. Um, for lunch we had um, Rosie's. Yes, Mexican had, food. But they have the best cheese fries, like they nacho do. cheese fries. They do. They're really good. And then for dinner we had Tams, which your mom calls the Round Restaurant. <laughs> yeah, we just today. found out. She's like, I wish we could go to that Round Restaurant. And I'm like, what? What's the Round? And the funny part is that inside the building. The roof of the building, I think it's like an octagon shape, actually. But there's like a, a mural around, like in a little dome sort of thing up in the Yeah. Top. But I didn't ever think of that as the round restaurant. I don't know. But. That's what she thinks of it as. So now now we can at least understand her, her code word We for still it. have not eaten at a restaurant. And we won't be for quite some time. Yeah, this was takeout type situation. Yes. 
So, but we had tans. Well, and then we watched home videos, too. I do love watching home videos. I make you record some. Yeah, we've been digitizing those Digitize VHS my tapes. old ones. And then um, I show you the parts of those I want you to show you. This last one, um, I went to the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it was like 1992. Went to museum, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went with my mom and sister, and they had a, like, decibel meter for the world's loudest snore, and I went in and did my throat gargle, and it, like, went off the chart. Yeah, it, like, pinged against the, the little meter. So. I don't know. People probably don't know about this sound that you're famous for. Oh, uh, yeah? Would you like to demonstrate it on the thing? I, I don't know. It might make their ears hurt. Well, prepare for a very brief, like, super... I mean, it'll normalize it so it won't be that bad. But it might, like, oh, distort gosh. a bit. Then I'm going to have to do it the whole show. Just do one for us. We got to hear This is classic Janelle. <gasps> Janelle was famous for this, like, when I was in college. Well, she would do this listener sound. of the show, Aaron... Knows it well. Oh, Aaron knows it. I'm, I'm sure Ben's heard it. For anyone who was ever anywhere near you, what happens for a long is, of time. and this is pretty crazy because my dad does it, my brothers do it. Yeah, but that was the thing. That's what I was starting to say. Like I knew you through college. I heard you do this sound, and it's like the weirdest sound. And I'm like, no one in the world does this. And then I met your family. And your dad and your brothers did the exact same sound. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like. Hereditary, and the crazy part is Luke, Luke does, does it, now. it now. Audrey doesn't do it though. Audrey got her no. throat makeup for me, I guess. But well, and also it's to itch the back of your tonsils. Well, and Audrey doesn't have tonsils anymore. <laughs> so. So. All right, give us a All demonstration. Right. Here we go. It'll be less than ten seconds, so just you lean back from the okay. mic. There you go. Okay, it's time. <laughs> Right. Oh, but now I have to do it again once I do it. I'm telling you, like we'd be in the cafeteria. Oh, here's the other. That's the like follow-up sound. And I'm itching the back of my tonsils. Oh my gosh, it's so bizarre. I'm sorry you guys if you're listening to this on headphones, that was probably a weird thing. Maybe like a little taste of that ASMR, you know, where people like whispering in the mic real close. Maybe you could do, like, a whole video of that, Janelle. Open my water. I need a drink. Okay, here's the sound of the water opening. <laughs> this is like an audio drama. <laughs> We're going to start doing scripted audio dramas now. Oh, listen. You must live. <laughs> People don't know what that's from. That's from Disneyland. I'm sure everyone does. From the brief time when they made Abraham Lincoln show into like a 3D audio experience. Mm -hmm. And most of it was people coming up behind you and whispering in your ear and like, you must live. Stuff like that. And then they pat you on the behind. Mm -hmm. Because there'd be like a slap sound. Well, this has been Audio Drama with Phil and Janelle. Alright, I don't know how we got on that, but anyways, oh, because I was talking about Queen for a Day. Queen for a Day. So we did home movies, I got the food I wanted, I pretty much laid well, on the couch all day. We played a board game, which we'll talk about later, and uh... That's pretty much it. That's it. Well, I do have an update on the dryer. This has become much more of an epic journey than I ever thought. 
I will say this. It was a lot easier taking it apart than it is putting it back together. But I think it's going well. The kids have had to help me a couple times. Because when I was taking it apart, I just kind of yanked and stuff popped out. And But putting it back together, there's all these things where you need like five hands to be able to do it. I do not understand how one could be expected to put this back together by themselves. Like it's definitely a multi-person job. So the kids have had to come out and I'm like, you know, one of them's holding the flashlight to shine in the thing. The other person's like angling this thing and putting the little bits in. And mm-hmm. it's it's about 85% put back together now. I need one more like, another thing is it's like out in the garage and it's hot out there. So, you know, we were out there for like half an hour, 35 minutes today. And I like almost passed out. It was so like hot and muggy. So you have to do it in small chunks. But yes. It needs one more session, and I'm pretty sure I can do the last bit my, by myself. I just have to put the back panel on, hook back up the little dryer lint mm-hmm. tube, and plug it all in and stuff, and I think we're going to go. I think so. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it works, but at the very least, that'll be the end of my attempt to fix it. If that doesn't do it, we're just buying a new one. Then I'm shopping. So, it's been a long journey. It really has been harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> If this works, this will by far be my biggest fix ever. Even bigger than fixing the leak on the roof. What? Yeah. That was previously, I think, my most impressive home improvement mm-hmm. thing. This this will even top that. And you got up and looked at the fluorescent light bulbs today in the playroom. Yeah, that's not impressive at all. <laughs> it, basically, anyone can do that. That's not even a home improvement thing. That's, well changing a light bulb they make jokes about how easy that is i was impressed well and then we i know i said we were gonna do the uh i i called it stop motion last time but (laughs) it's not stop motion it's a time lapse of my 100 piece puzzle and i didn't do it yet because we've been doing legos in my spot where I do my puzzle. So, yeah. got a little sidetrack doing some Legos. You have enough room on the table that you could do both, but you guys have so many well, we have previous a lot of, Legos. We got a lot of stuff building and projects and stuff on there. So. It's fun. So, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I'll let you guys know when that happens. And that's all the news. That's all she wrote. And he wrote, because... We both contributed to those news <laughs> items. We're like we're like Jimmy Olsen and and Lois Lane. <laughs> oh my gosh! What it is? We're a Marvel family right yeah. now. Yeah, but what's the who else works besides Peter Parker? Name another person that works as a reporter at at Daily Bugle. The Bugle, yes. Thank you. So Thank name you very much. Name someone that works at the Daily Bugle that's not Peter Parker. Um, well, Gwen Stacy in that one rendition did. Yeah, but I don't know if that even counts. Is that canon? I don't know. (laughs) And did she work there? Yeah, she was like the secretary. Was it Gwen Stacy that was? Pretty sure. Well, anyway, point is, the others are more famous. That's why I said it. And with that, it's time to get to our game for the week. It's time to name that actor. Name that actor. It's your turn to give the actor. Turn your phone away from me so I don't see the answer. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, and that could be a lot of you because it's only the second time we've done this game, in Name That Actor, one of us will be 
giving me clues. The other person has to guess the name of an actor. Broad term actor. Could be actor, actress, whatever. And you're going to give the... You're going on the IMDb page. Mm -hmm. You're going to give me things they've been in. You're going to want to start with the more obscure stuff. Maybe a one-off TV appearance or whatever. And then get more and more specific and see how many you can give me before I can guess who this person is. Okay. It's got to be someone famous enough that I would instantly know their name and would definitely be able to identify a movie they were in if it was like a famous one they were in. Right. That's the rules. And you guys play along at home. Tell us how many clues it took you guys to get it. Janelle, you're on. All right. First movie. Could be a TV show or a movie. It's called... The specials. Seth Meyers. No. Okay. All right. They were in one episode of Spin City. Will Ferrell? No. Okay. Um. Hmm. They were in a video short. Called Doggy Tales Volume 1, Lucky's First Sleepover. A video short? Bill Hader. <laughs> no. All right. One episode of that TV show with Alicia Silverstone, Miss Match. Jason Sudeikis. No. I'm just going down the SNL list right now. Until <laughs> <laughs> I get something I like cling on to. One episode of that 70s show. Hmm. Bobby Moynihan. No. Okay. Two episodes of the TV show Six Feet Under. Hmm. Hmm. Jimmy Fallon. All right. No. All right. The 40-year-old virgin. Who's in that... I mean, I'm going to say Steve Carell because I'm going to start. It's not Steve Carell. Okay. That would have been a little obvious. Well, I thought so too, but I'm just trying to like, I want to make sure I don't waste a guess on someone that wasn't in that. And I don't know who else is in it. Slither. Oh. Jenna Fisher. Yay! Uh. I had to skip over Blades of Glory. Yeah, that would have been And Undeclared. That would have given... Well, I don't know. Undeclared might not have. There's a lot of people in Undeclared. Yeah. Slither, though, that's like like her husband did that, right? Was it James Gunn? I think so. Let I me think so. see. Wasn't she... She was married to James she Gunn, She used right? to be married to him, yeah. Yeah. Yes. James Gunn. There we go. That was a good one, wife. Thank you. I should have guessed more obvious, I guess. Like, I should have thought, what would who would Janelle pick as the one to get, make me guess? <laughs> Of course it would be. <laughs> Jenna Fisher. And I guess all... Okay, here's why I was guessing all guys. I have not watched the specials, but I f- just remember there being a lot of dudes in it. And I didn't know. I just thought maybe it would be one of the guys in it. She did a lot of... I read her book. I know. And she did a lot of really small roles before she made her big break on The Office. It's usually so, how it happens. Yeah. But man, now she can do anything. Yeah, she could. Including a podcast, which I highly recommend. Yes. Does she recommend ours? Oh, I'm sure. So can I put on our next thing, like, recommended by <laughs> Jenna Fisher? Because <laughs> I said she From the movie Slither. 
I always, like, respond to their stories and stuff, like, hoping they'll, like, give me a heart or, like, a thumbs up or something. And I just can't imagine, like, being on a podcast so huge that you just don't have time for the little people. Well, I we will always have time for the little people, the big people. No matter what. Everyone like, in between. I would hire somebody to, like, respond. If you were that famous. Right. You would hire a thumbs-upper. A, a little thumbs-upper would go a long way. Just have the kids do that for their chores. Hey, can you guys go like mommy and daddy's th- uh, responses? That's the goal. To be so famous on our podcast that we have to hire a thumbs-upper. All right. That's the job description, too, yeah. right? Because even, like, huge companies, like, if I tag, you know, Knott's Berry Farm or, like, Best Buy or something, I'll get, like, a thumbs up. Yeah, but they actually do hire people <laughs> to do that. I, as much as we say Jenna Fisher can do anything, she's probably, like, you know, like, and not that she's not famous and successful, but she's also not, like, you know, Tom Cruise or something, right. you know. That she's just hiring tons of people to be her servants everywhere and like stuff for her on social media. I think there's probably an in-between ground somewhere. Probably. You know, she seems to be like a little more grounded human. She does. From what I've heard, you know, She likes to make bread. Yeah, see? She makes bread. Well, maybe one day she'll like your bread. (laughs) That was Name That Actor. Now, as we said, we watched a lot of movies during uh, Queen for a Day and over the three-day weekend. We actually watched a lot this week, so we've got to do some movie time. Yeah, let's do it. Movie time! Well, as you guys know, we've been plowing through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Now, we hit a spot here where we finished Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., And they weren't sure they were going to have another season, so they kind of, like, did a soft ending with, you know, they left it open for Mm -hmm. future adventures, but they kind of brought it to a close. And then there was a big gap before they did the next season, which means we had space to do a bunch of movies in a row. A lot of movies in a row. Without having to watch more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now for season uh, six. But because of that, we watched one, two, three, four Marvel movies this week. Four That's Marvel a lot. Movies. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, first up, we watched Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War, the first part of the grand finale. Now, I, I'm sure people have all seen this. It's one of the highest grossing movies of all times. We'll try not to do major spoilers, but, you know, there's going to be some spoiling talk in here. So, you know, be forewarned. What do you think? What do I think? I mean, you know I love it. I have found watching them close together in order, it's so much more meaningful to me. Yeah. I think absolutely, from my observation of you, you know, normally, like, I'd have to do a quick whisper in the movie theater Mm -hmm. to tell you, like, oh, that's so-and-so from this movie. And you're like, oh, okay. And I could always tell you, like, whatever. (laughs) You know. But now, like, you know all this stuff. You've been following along. It's more immediate. Mm-hmm. So it's more meaningful when, you know, a character, when when the Guardians of the Galaxy show up and they finally meet, you know, Spider-Man or whatever. Like, right. You understand why that's such a big moment. Mm-hmm. Or when Thor meets Star-Lord and they have, like, their little, oh, he's not that handsome, you know, stop massaging yeah, his muscles, yeah. right? Like, 
it's funny, but it's way more funny when you have like backstory on all of it. And it's more emotional, too. It is, yes. It's a little bit heart tugging. And I love that Infinity War was so bold to end the way that it did on like a very dark ending. The kids were shocked. They're like, that's how they ended it? They were like, I thought there was more. So it's great. And not that I remembered not liking it, but I liked it even more watching it again. Like, same with you. Because everything was so fresh, even though I'd watched it all and knew a lot of it, a lot of it was spread out. So mm. when it's real fresh in your mind, it, you make all these other little connections that, you know, slip by. When a little minor character pops up, I might not have, like, remembered right off the top right. of it. So it's, it's really, really good. Um, next up, we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. This was the first one that, well, not the first one, but one of the first ones the kids actually watched in the theater with us. Yeah. So they remembered this one. Yeah, they did. And it was delightful. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is an American uh, comedian. <laughs> well said, yes. He's so funny. And uh, likable. Evangeline Lilly, I think, is a great mm-hmm. like counterpart to him. Like they work really well. They have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And she's like super rad. I mean, we've known this. She was in Lost. She's I know. Come on. We were big fans in Lost. But it's really cool to see her like get to really be I mean, and I know they were setting it up in the first Ant Man, but to see her like fully being the wasp, like she's rad. Yeah. And it's fun too, because like Ant Man still contributes very much, but it's very much a duo. Right. He's not, you know, it's not, she's not a secondary character in any way. And it's right. really fun to see. And it's really funny still. It is. Then we watch Captain Marvel. We love Captain Marvel. Now, this is one that I observed. I think you liked it a lot more this time through. Yeah, because for sure. Like when Coulson shows up. Coulson. You didn't even remember. I was like, oh, he was in like a lot of the earlier ones. He's an angel shield. And you were like, yeah, okay. But now you were like I screaming. Scream. You're like, oh, because you didn't remember who was in it even. No, I didn't. Because you didn't even know who that was. No. You know, and then like Nick Fury's storyline. Like, I know that you were more familiar with that. So. I just love the whole like 90s thing. and Yes. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. That. It's probably one of the ones, that in Endgame, that I definitely cry the most in. That scene, again, I guess spoilers a bit, but the scene near the end when, like, they're telling her that she can't do it, and then she, mm-hmm. you know, the the machine, the AI is showing her all the pictures of all the times she fell down and failed, and then she remembers herself getting back up and, like, persevering, mm-hmm. and that that's what makes her human, and that's, oh, I mean, I just... I don't know. The way they do that scene, I bawled like a baby. Every time I've seen it. So, I love that movie. And then there's Endgame. Well, I mean, that's just a masterpiece. It really is. And it's, I mean, it's amazing that they took this three-hour movie, and it does not feel like it's three hours. Mm -mm. It flies by. I've seen long movies that feel like they're (laughs) long. This just is like... It's amazing they could take so many characters for Infinity War, too, and make a coherent story that has you, like, engrossed and following along with everything. It's because they established them all so well over the past movies. Yeah. If you just came into this cold turkey, I don't think it would have near the impact. And I think it might be hard to follow. Yeah. 
at least having some knowledge of it, you know. But having watched it all, like it just again that ending. Huge spoiler if you haven't seen it. When Captain America picks up Mjolnir, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I and mean, you knew it was coming. Still, and then when it looks like all is lost, and you hear Falcon crackling in on your left, and then the Doctor Strange circles start opening up, and like every character from every movie comes in. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's pretty incredible. It is. The kids were like super excited, and afterwards they were like, So were people just like screaming in the theater? And so I showed them like some a clip of like you know, on the opening night, everyone like just freaking out in the theater, which is totally what it was like when we saw it right. too. So yes, to answer that question, everyone freaked out because it's that good. It's going to be really hard to go back when we're done with all this and revisit our top five, which we said we would do. We did. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't either. I, I do think I'm going to have some adjustments. Some of them I'm going to stand by, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to relook at it. And that's where we left off. After Endgame, there's another season. It's only a half season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what we're doing now. And then there's Spider-Man Homecoming, more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., WandaVision, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, or Falcon Winter Soldier. Loki's coming Loki, and then Black Widow. Like, that's that brings us up to current there. So we've got a little bit to go through. We have not watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah, at all because we wanted to do, wanted to do it first. all in order. So. Um, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Pretty epic experience. And finally, since we finished all those, the kids have been really wanting us to watch this one. It's on Netflix. It's called The Mitchells versus The Machines. Tell us about this, Janelle. It was uh, such a like heartwarming. Well, you were crying in the first. Like, oh, easy. Three minutes. It's a story. It's an animated movie on Netflix, and it's centers around a relationship of a daddy and his daughter. Yep. That's like my kryptonite. Yeah. And I just was bawling from the first moment. It was really good. Like, I, as you guys know, I'm not a big animation person, and I was hanging on to the storyline. Well, and the kids kind of previewed it, and they said, this is one mommy like, they know you. Yeah. They know your They're like, thing the other one is going to be more for daddy, but this one we know mommy will like. You're very demanding when it comes to your animation. <laughs> well, they knew there were Instagram jokes in it. Yeah, well, and she wants to go to film school in yeah. it, so. It's really good, though. It was really well done. And it's and funny. It's very funny. And also, I cried, like, a lot in it. But in a good way. Funny and touching. Well, that's movie time, guys. And whew, it was a lot of movies this week. Yeah. Three-day weekend. That's what you get when you're on... We like to veg. When you're still quarantining. <laughs> <laughs> we went on hikes and stuff, too. But. We did. We... we um, have, I, have I told you guys about my new health journey? I think you might have kind of mentioned it, but give us a quick update here. So, I have decided that I want to do, you know, work out three and a half hours a week, which we've maintained. I think we're on the third week now, or maybe even the fourth week. I think this is week four. Um, And we have been doing that thanks to walks, thanks to hiking. Well, and some... 
we do it at home, but when we do it at home, it's like drags on. It's like slower impact. It's not as hard. But when we're walking up that canyon, I can hardly catch my breath. Yep. That's what's been successful. That's what. And then I have a health coach that I got for free through my health insurance, and it's called the Omada program. And you say Omada, I say Omeda. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> so she like checks in on me. She like messages me like, "Did you drink your uh, thirty-two ounces of water?" And you know she tracks my food and says like, "Okay, so um, remember to eat a portion of vegetables and eat some fruit." And then like my scale is connected to her too, so she can see when I gain, <laughs> when I lose. But she's not, like, I mean, she's not shaming or anything. It's just, like, accountability. And then there's other people in my group that seem to be um, in a worse-off situation. So it's, you know, motivating. Well, mine is very shaming. It's the wee fit. And it always says, that's a <laughs> piece. <a> piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But whatever. It keeps me motivated, too. Yeah, and I think just, like, the thought of stepping on the scale every day, it was, like, painful, and I don't like it, but then... We should you... take those thumbtacks off the scale. What? You said it's painful to step on the scale oh every day. Oh, my gosh. Um, wah, wah. But it keeps me accountable, like, oh, so I should, you know, keep yeah. exercising and keep... Maybe you know. not have that late night snack. Well, you know, tonight we ate half our dinner, and I'm not going to eat anymore tonight. I'm not hungry, so I'm yeah. not going to do it. It's good. That's good for you. It's good because <laughs> I get, like, the trickle-down effect, you know. I get a little bit of that motivation. <laughs> I'm not being judged as directly, but, you know, I'm around. I don't think you would like it. You would just, like be like oh my gosh yeah i don't think i would either (laughs) but this is good because you do what i do yeah you eat what i fix (laughs) exactly so and vice versa just not as often Mm -hmm. all right that was like a bonus to the movie time i guess i don't know how that fit in there but um we were telling you that we were active as well as watching movies that's it (laughs) we're gonna do a very brief couch potato corner Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. Okay, we just have to do a couple of quick updates here on Couch Potato Corner. Okay. Um, been watching DuckTales with the kids. Still great. Woohoo. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we kind of mentioned. Yes. So season five, we finished that off. And we really liked that one. Loved the ending. Loved this, the whole space season. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs> now we're into season six. We've only watched a couple episodes. How are you feeling? Nah. I don't know. Like, I feel like they could pull it off. They could make a twist. Because think about it. Like, we were, like, totally not on board with the whole framework thing, and then they pulled back out. Yeah. And we really enjoyed it after that. So they could pull it back. But as of right now, I'm not super into the first couple of episodes. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, again, though, I don't... They haven't broken anything too bad. Yeah. But if, I guess spoiler alert: If you haven't watched season six of of Agents of Shield, 
But bad Coulson, I don't want that to be a long-term thing. I'm okay with a couple episodes of that. But I don't want that to be, like, the whole season. That'll be irritating. But May is saying she was with him till his last breath. But he has the same DNA, so... What the heck? Maybe like, he can he have resurrected his... again? How many times is the man gonna resurrect? That's the whole thing. Maybe they can, like, imprint his mind off of the framework into his own <laughs> DNA. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, you say that. This is based on comic books. Like, that's what comic books are known for. I know. Nobody's ever dead. People die multiple times. The storylines in the comics have been going on for a hundred years now. Did they make Gwen Stacy come alive again? It, yes, billions of times. Who do you think Spider Gwen is? I don't know. They just Sp- made it so dramatic in the movie. Yeah, but the movie is just one version of a storyline that's been retold tons of times throughout cartoons and comic books and TV shows and movies. Like, they just keep reusing them and re- it's like a remix. You like a song, then you listen to the remix, and it's the same basic elements, but it's a new experience. That's what comics have been doing for decades now. True. So, I mean, to me, yeah, you want, like, within the storyline, you want some consistency. But it's okay, then, to have a totally different... I'll then watch a cartoon where Coulson is in it, and it's okay that it's totally different. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man's Coulson is, like, the principal at the high school where Peter Parker goes to school. And he's still like an Angel of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's like undercover as the principal, which is great. But it's not supposed to be the same Coulson that's in the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. So you just have to like separate. Or we watch that Phineas and Ferb one with all the different Marvel guys. You just have to like separate. It's hard for me. That's why I've been just focusing on the one Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe with one big continuity. I think that's the other thing is they're not addressing the blip. And the, the snap. snap. The snap, yeah. They, it seems like they're just going to ignore Endgame. I think they're going to explain it by they're in like an alternate timeline. But I would rather them have acknowledged it in mm-hmm. some way. And maybe they will. We don't know yet. That's what I'm saying. They could still pull it off. What if in the next episode we find out that in the other timeline, you know, they, the snap happened. And that's why these guys are coming in. or Who knows? Like We'll have to see. We'll just have to see. There's a... The, the beauty of comics is they can do anything. All they have to do is say, thank goodness we invented the blah, blah, blah. And then there it is. There you go. So we'll see. But finally, we have to talk about this real quick. We also finished Seinfeld uh, in between there. We've been trucking through that for a long time now. Nine seasons? Nine seasons. I've, I've watched them a lot of times. <laughs> I know you haven't as much. We enjoyed the whole season and then... What I wanted to mention briefly was the finale. I wanted to see your take on it. I know you've seen it before, but, you know, having more I recent probably watch. haven't watched it since... Well, we did a watch-through of it. Yeah. So I know. I've probably only seen it twice before. And honestly, of all the episodes, it's the one I revisit the least by far. I watched it when it first was on. We did a big rewatch together, and I've maybe watched it one other time. Other than that, you know, I think that's probably... It's probably my fourth time watching it ever whereas many most of the other episodes i've seen multiple times i just feel like they could have had everybody come back in a different way than they did and i really i don't know like i think it was out of character of them to be so mean 
to the fat guy getting robbed. Absolutely. And this brings like, to mind... like them. It brings to mind Ben's letter about where he's like, oh, they're so horrible. Like, they framed... When they do the court case and they talk about all their bad stuff, they, they frame it to make them look worse than they are. It's why they only could pull out some of them. Because they really... They're quirky and weird. And, yeah, sometimes bad. But they're much more rounded people mm-hmm. in the show. They're not cruel like that. In fact, they're always, like, helping people and doing stuff because they know, oh, it's the right thing I have to do. They help people, and then, you know, people don't like the way they helped them. Right. And then, don't get me wrong, they're shallow and rude and a lot of stuff, but they're not, like, evil like they made them. And it it was, it's not my favorite. If you look at the the finale as, like, a standalone episode, I feel like it's, there are parts, like, the first... 15 minutes yeah, it's real funny it feels like a regular episode mm-hmm. and there's chunks throughout that are really funny but as a whole it's a little a bit of a letdown i wish they just made it like a regular episode and not felt the need to do because they already did the big clip show right before that right and not felt the need to bring everyone back or if they were gonna do it to do it in a more organic way that wasn't so that you know yeah um anyway I don't know. I'm not sure how else they could have done it. There's lots of different options. We got what we got. The best finale is actually in Curb. So that's what we're going to we're gonna watch that next. But I thought we haven't seen it. Yeah. Remember they did a whole reunion thing in the Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant... But we haven't seen the latest season. Not the latest Curb. ones. But I'm saying the Seinfeld reunion that yeah. happened on Curb is the best... Seinfeld finale that we got. So it's great. That For me, that redeems all of it, so... All right, that's that's our couch potato corner. I said it was gonna be fast. It wasn't fast, but it was it was <laughs> fast. We do need to have one more segment, and that is game night. Yes. Well, we only have one game that we played during my queen for the day. That's right. And um, partly because it took so long to do. Yeah, um, I got this game. Like on a sale on Target.com where it was like, buy one, get one half off. So I picked Mysterium. Just It had good reviews and it looks... It's cool artwork. Intriguing. And so part of the thing with games is these like complicated games like Settlers. I need somebody to just read it for me, give me a little tidbit, and let's get started. So, Audrey has become that person for us. Well, that's us. the thing. It used to be me, but yeah. Audrey loves doing it. So, I've gently and slowly handed <laughs> over the reins. You, how are you doing with this? I am. I, she does a great job. It's hard for me because I like to do that. I like to be the one in control <laughs> and know how the rules work. And But she does a great job. She's fantastic. And I can share. It's part of what I'm supposed to teach them to do. But it is, it's it's tough, you know, because that's what I've always done. Like, yeah. in my family, like, oh, there's a new board game. Yeah, you learn know. it. David will help sometimes, too, but I'm definitely the one that most often is the rules guy. Well, the directions are, like, ten pages. You and Audrey are into that. Well, I am it, not. it is a thing with new board games, and it's tough because there is such a big learning curve. And sometimes you go through that learning curve, and then the game's, like, not that great. Yeah. But other times you go through it and it's fantastic. And once you know how to do it, it's usually not that complicated. But the way that they spell it out, it's like reading a novel before yes, you play a board game. that's how Settlers was the first time. I was like, oh my gosh. And then it became our favorite game. 
Yeah. So we've only played one round. Um, it's cooperative. Um, and, like, one person is kind of like the dungeon master. They, like, you know, see everything and tell you what to do and give you the clues. Now that we know how to play, we need to do it, which each of us taking turns being the dungeon master, we'll call. Yeah, yeah. And um, the game will go quicker because we had to, like, pause, relearn Right. How to do a Because part. it's asymmetrical play is what you're saying. One person plays like the ghosts and everyone else is like the detectives. Yeah. And so you have different roles. You're all, you're all working cooperatively, but you do have different roles to play. So rotating that around would yeah. help. The way that Audrey described it, and I think this is the best description, is kind of a mix between Clue, because you are trying to find, mm-hmm. like solve this mystery, and you're, there are places and weapons and characters that you have to figure out but it's also like code names the way that you solve Give it where clues. someone gives clues by just giving you mm-hmm. little glimpses at like a crime scene or whatever right i thought it was really fun and i think if we were playing it so that it's not all stretched out and learning we'd have more fun with it yeah so we uh we're gonna give that another go did um, you i mean did you enjoy it yeah i, I thought it was a little like complicated for what the actual gameplay is but i i do agree with that like for all the big long complicated setup and all the different things you got to put together and everything like the basic gameplay is pretty basic yeah and then once one of the brilliant things about code names is that all you need is those cards to play the whole thing this feels like like there's so many like they made it a lot more complicated elaborate yeah so, but once you get it all set up, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's just you know another playthrough. I think will be a better test of it. And then, like something I really want to do with our games is we need to like dig up all the games that are kind of on the border and like you know give them another go and like see do we really need this game? Yeah, I agree. Like, remember that one with the lights? Yeah, that one was disappointing. What was that called? Like, (laughs) Shadow Forest in the Shadow or something like that? Yeah, and we kept it, but it was like... It's because the concept of that was so cool, but the actual gameplay wound up not really fulfilling. (laughs) You have to play that one in the dark. But even in the dark, it only (laughs) just kind of works. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that's a good idea. We need to do that at some point. Like, now that we've had a whole year and a half of so much gameplay, what are the games that really stand the test of time? Because, first of all, we don't need to have, like, tons and tons of games. And second of all, um, then that makes room for more games. That's true. I would make the argument, though, that because we had tons and tons of games and puzzles and books, etc., we went through quarantine just fine with activities oh, to do. Oh, but there, like there was no shortage of board games and there's no and, way we could even possibly play all our games. Well, I don't know about that. We did pretty good over this last year. We've played a lot of games. Look, we're getting rid of some games. <sighs> you guys heard it here. Janelle's making me get rid of stuff. <laughs> so hard. Oh my gosh! Need to Maria Kondo our games. Does it give you joy? Is that her? I only... Yeah, that's her. But I only watched one episode and then I was done. Well, you got to stop citing her then as your inspiration. (laughs) I'm going to 
Dr. Zazio, you. <laughs> Let's watch Hoarders. I'm the Matt Paxton, you. <laughs> None of my stuff is covered in rat poo, so I'm not the rid of it. Oh, you better get some rats. They're for presents. <laughs> I was going to sell them. All right. Well, that was our board game, our game night. We're going to play more, but that was the one we did this week. Mm-hmm. It was a long, again, a big learning curve setting it all up and stuff, so it took a lot of our game time. <laughs> <laughs> just to figure out how to do it. <laughs> I know, and it was like on Queen for a day, and I'm like, let's... But you didn't want to like get halfway through and then no, take a break and then forget how we not. did it or something? We had to finish it, so... It was long, though. And I think, because we don't want this to be long, we're going to bring this thing to a close here. Well, it's already a good chunk. I mean, it's shorter than some of the ones we do. I'll get somebody to work. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we're, we're within, you know, the range. I'm just saying. It's still yes. pretty long. Yes. Not everyone sits and talks for over an hour each week and records themselves and puts it out into public. Mm-hmm. But we do. <laughs> we do, for sure. So thank you guys so much for listening and coming along on this journey with us. We appreciate all of you, and I want to remind you about our challenge. You can go back and listen in the news section, but if you share our Facebook page and uh, or share our post, rather, on your Facebook page and give us your address, you could get a pack of stickers in the you mail. You will get a packet of stickers. You will. If you give us your address. <laughs> if you do. And if you, like, say all the stuff I said, you know. Yes. Also, if you guys would like to write to us, you can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us uh, how you're doing on our guessing game, the mm-hmm. Name That Actor. You could even suggest an actor for one of us to do. And then whoever reads that email first will be the one to quiz the other person on it. That's great. It should probably be you. Which probably will, because I check it more <laughs> often than you do. Um, anything else, Janelle? No. Oh, yeah, don't forget to join us for Miss Angie on the Potbox yes. Presents live stream this Saturday. Yes. Because um, it's going to be really fun. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Janelle, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. And for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.